Look everyone, I'm, I'm going to be honest and just say that this week's episode is an episode I have been dreading for about 300 years. And as we all know, I've only been alive for 228. So it's really important that I just let you all know that right at the beginning before I say hello everyone welcome back <laughs> to uh morgan hasn't seen that is the show we are on today and i am feeling morose miserable and downright sick jimmy <laughs> but i mean you're giving the people what they want don't you feel a little bit good about that no i hate the people the people do not deserve <laughs> respect janine after this no i'm overplaying the situation obviously because that's what everybody's come here to listen to me slightly overplay my genuine feelings towards the movie we're talking about today for entertainment value because the wonderful patrons of it's a wonderful podcast janine picked this exact movie for us to talk about in this exact series. It is the Will Ferrell series. That is what we have been doing all throughout March on Morgan Hasn't Seen. <clears throat> and look, the day has arrived that I've finally watched one of the most notoriously obnoxious Will Ferrell movies. Janine... <laughs> For some reason, I have allowed you and others to get me to watch Step Brothers. Why? 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 What a horrible movie! Because you you've gotten off pretty easy this series. Um, Lies. I could have made. I could have made this whole series. Episode one, old school. Episode two, Talladega Nights. Episode three, Anchorman. Episode four, Anchorman two. Like I could have done that to you, but I didn't. I picked a variety of nuanced and straight performances from the the ridiculous Will Ferrell. So, yes, the whole point of this series. I think the whole reason our patrons actually voted to do this series was to torture you a little bit. Um, so I lovely people. I felt <laughs> so while I wanted to show you another side of this man, they wanted to torture you. So I felt like I was slightly obligated to at least adhere to that somewhat and let the people of Twitter pick at least one of his more silly films for you to watch in the series. So I put a poll on Twitter with this old school Talladega Nights and Anchorman, and unanimously stepbrothers won that poll so i mean unanimously i mean like significantly won this poll like what, what why what is what has stepbrothers got that the others don't have and i asked that I, as a genuine now, question well now i'm thinking you might have even preferred anchorman or even old school more because those are ensembles so it's not just him there are other actors in there to kind of follow and <laughs> <laughs> where he's not actually, you know, 
Yeah, he's not alone in that in his ridiculousness. So. I mean, I suppose that's always been my thing when I when I think about Anchorman is that Anchorman actually stars a number of comedic actors like. I actually like like Steve Carell and Paul Rudd. You know, I, I like these people. And Luke Wilson is actually the lead of old school. So you're following okay. him more than anyone else. And Will Ferrell is just kind of in and out. Vince Vaughn is even more in it than him, which you, I don't think, like his him that much either. But <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But what what does this movie have that those others don't have? Or is it I just the fact that this is the purest, virtually, I mean, it's obviously not solo, is it? Because it's a very much a duo movie. But it's the is it the most pure feral you get throughout these perhaps, movies perhaps i'd say because it's mostly you know him and and most of kind of the ridiculous elements out of those movies um because like the premise is just very ridiculous and you know you get things like licking white dog poop and it's, it's just and balls look, on drums so um lots of man children type behavior so yeah i think based off of the brand of humor the amount of yelling i think that's what got people on board <laughs> i may sigh a great deal during the course of this episode and it's not because you know, I can't find words to say. Well, I suppose it is, in a way. It's not, or it's, I should say, it's not because I do not want to say words for the show. It's just because the movie drained me of all kinds of energy, and I just became a shell of a person after watching it who is just unable to speak because I've just been bombarded with stupidity for an hour and 40 minutes and that's all it took apparently to just drive me absolutely insane you know i can watch nasty movies janine i watched this past uh friday the new a24 horror movie x which is a pretty nasty movie really full of nastiness and also like some interesting things, but that's beside the point. <laughs> I've watched that several thousand times before I'd watch Step Brothers again. Just a deeply... I mean, I suppose... It, it, I do struggle to find words to say, Janine, and I promise you it's not because I've become incompetent at speaking. It okay. is just a little bit the feelings within are a little <laughs> bit indescribable okay well you'll have a little bit more time to formulate words because we do have to do one thing before we get into talking about this movie that <laughs> and is what very is that, true <laughs> we have to say thank you to all our wonderful patrons of it's a wonderful podcast of course we do as much as that i absolutely despise them at the moment for forcing me to look at Will Ferrell's face far more than necessary. And particularly, as I'm sure many of them voted in, in the poll to get me to specifically watch Step Brothers as well, a loud, horrible movie 
that it is. We still do have to say thank you. Well, we don't have to say thank you to them. We like to say thank you <laughs> we to do. them. It is not yes, a chore. We, appreciate you. Yes. we deeply appreciate them. They are wonderful, wonderful people. If you would like to become a patron of It's a Wonderful Podcast, just go to patreon.com, type in It's a Wonderful Podcast, find the tier that's right for you. We have a whole bunch of fun stuff over there. And everybody, every week on an episode of one of the shows on the It's a Wonderful Podcast feed gets a nice thank you. Shout out, starting of course, with a thank you to Adam Witt. And thank you, Michael Smith. Thank you to Maxwell Haddad. Thank you, Amber Coates. Thank you, Abby Friel. Thank you, Ferris Muthana. Thank you to 90s Comics Box, Janine's big brother, Justin. Thank you, Video Drew. Thank you to Adelaide. Thank you, Tina Farrow. Thank you to Marcus Burton. Thank you to Movie Finobi Steve. Thank you, Sir Mia Tesfai. Thank you, Patrick Harden. Thank you, John Mariano. Thank you, Carla Fies. Thank you to Delisha Butler. Thank you, GG. Thank you to The Great Ken Knapsock. Thank you to our lovely friends, Tom and Kimber of Odd Shape Channel. And thank you, of course, to Billy Pollahan. Yes. Thank Patrons, you. wonderful Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. I suppose they're doing what they were supposed to do. So I must commend them for that. However, it's horrible and I never want to look at them again. <laughs> Janine, I really don't know how you even want to frame this episode Because it could just be me going I don't like it, it's the worst, I hate it, it's horrible, I feel sick Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I will try my best to get more out of you than just those things So, I will say, while the humor here is a bit ridiculous and over the top, I do find some things to to laugh at. I do like some of the humor happening in this movie. Um, I do like the fact that, you know, it could have been played several ways, the concept of these 40-year-old men still kind of in this regressive state. But everyone is fully aware that they are 40-year-old men who still live at home and that it's a completely fucked up thing. And they act as such, and they react like it is not a good thing. So, but then but there are also, also like, moments. <laughs> does the movie at times not almost say, oh, well, it's fine. Yes, it's a bit weird that they're 40 and still behave like 10-year-olds, which is a deeply annoying thing in itself. I'm going to be honest with you, Janine. If there's one thing that's always terrified me, and I, I, I genuinely mean this, so therapy session number one, I mean, this is what this episode is, for God's sake, isn't it? It's get Morgan's anger out of him so he doesn't <laughs> cause violence in the streets. Not that I ever do that, but you understand what I'm saying. If there's one thing that's always really weirded me out, weirded me out and terrified me, it's when full-grown adults dress as cartoonish babies. And you know what I mean? 
where they wear those stupid big bonnet things. Yeah. And, <laughs> and run around in a giant diaper. And, exactly. Yeah. With a huge yeah. paper clip in the front. Oh, God, it's terrifying. <laughs> yes. Get it, out, get it out of my face now. Show me the most gory thing possible rather than that. I hate it deeply. And for some reason, that's what this movie evokes to me. Yeah. You might as well was... have put them both in huge diapers or nappies, as we would say here. You, it literally is that vomit-inducing of man-child situation. I, it, it just it, it grinds my bones, the concept of man-children. Yes. So, but I think because... <laughs> It does. I'm laughing, but it does. Yeah, where you're coming from, because that is a very annoying thing. But I think the fact that the characters are aware of this and they act on it makes it not as unbearable for me. So, like, you see moments of complete for like when Richard Jenkins just absolutely loses his shit. Yes, obviously, (laughs) I like that. Like, that is very relatable for all of us watching. Because they're like, why are these grown-ass men acting this way? This is ridiculous. Go get jobs and, and leave your parents alone. Like, this is ridiculous. Um, but then in moments when they're punishing them with a spanking or taking no TV for a week and things like that and talking to them in the vein that they're children. It's... I think it shows aspects of how these parents have enabled them to be this way it does and that was deeply annoying because i suppose in a way that was what i was expecting the movie to be i was basically expecting i was basically expecting this movie's attitude to be far worse than it actually is like the humor's still annoying of course it is but the actual attitude and the idea of it isn't really it is very much about what the hell are these two doing you know grow up or you know grow within yourselves to allow yourself to be a fully fledged human being and not behave like a 10 year old because you've gone through some childhood experience or whatever it may be yeah and it's obviously a choice because when they actually are forced to grow and act at their age, they do it. And they, they do it. And they, they do it very well. They, they yeah. succeed. Yeah, but because exactly. they weren't, they didn't have that push from their parents, they are now these ridiculous man children. So I like that the movie does call attention to that. They don't ignore that or play play it off like, okay, we're just supposed to un- like take it as this is normal. No, this movie is definitely telling you this isn't normal that this is a problem, that it's causing several problems for several characters in this movie. And so when that change does happen, I really like that whole kind of montage of them, like, kind of growing up and growing into um, responsible people. Because for a whole, what, hour and a half, you are shown that these people are really capable of this. So when you kind of see that growth, I think it's a nice moment in a ridiculous movie. It makes those kinds of moments towards the end a lot more fun, I think. It, it does. And, you know, ultimately, that's what I mean when I say the movie's attitude 
is actually something I quite like because it it, it is, like you said, realising that the concept of itself is ridiculous, like you said. And and this this growth of personality is necessary, which I like. What I actually thought this movie was, was literally the ending would be the two of them actually now get on. And I thought it was literally going to be... Yeah, I thought it was literally going to be an hour and a half of fighting and bickering rather than, you know, maybe 45 minutes of fighting and bickering. And then them actually getting on with each other and it becoming even worse for Richard Jenkins and Mary Steenberg. I thought it was very much going to be centred around the two of them and their relationship starting from hatred ending in a great love for each other or at least I mean, a great friendship for each other but i thought that happen, was but... it does happen but i thought that was the movie's story the movie's story is, is more than that and to be fair that's me looking down upon this movie and you know from the outside perhaps not thinking to give it as much credit as it probably yeah, should have been given these two ridiculous people are surrounded by a great cast and i really like uh mary steenbergen and richard jenkins and their role that they play like they fall in love and bond over the fact that they are both in this situation yeah. so they already bond over the stress of having a 40 year old son that they've kind of enabled and and helped kind of feel this weird sense of entitlement to not do anything and not grow beyond you know 10 or 12 or the way they act so you know you feel that frustration in them kind of getting together because of bonding over that and then they ultimately end up resenting each other for the same reason so i like that like their idiocy is is fully made aware that it's causing problems for people by all because it's completely frustrating to watch at moments it really is. I mean, it really is. <laughs> but by all means, the funniest scenes in this movie, for me... And look, there are many, many people, Janine, this is a ridiculously successful comedy movie. Let's be objective about it. This is a really successful comedy movie, both in terms of its actual, you know, cultural success as a comedy movie. It's very well known. And a hell of a lot of people like it. But it's also like, it's very competent in its comedic style. Yeah, It knows what it's doing and it sticks to it consistently brilliantly. It's just what it's doing that bothers me. Like, there's no execution issues with this movie at all. Yeah. It's just concept issues that grate on me, that bother me, that, I mean, I say it bothers me, and, and you know, I'm not sitting up at night going, I wish Step Brothers didn't exist. I'm, you know, it's not on my mind constantly. I'm not obsessed. But yeah. whenever I come across it, obviously, and now having watched it for the first time, 
it just it, it just you know makes me ultimately just reinforces this that this is just so far away from my style of comedy and like i said the scenes i actually did laugh at the moments that were funny to me were definitely just when richard jenkins was just going off on the two of them i think after after they'd crashed his boat his boat and it's like christmas time and he's just like i'm gonna go to cheesecake factory and get a drink <laughs> it was it was by far the funniest parts of the movie because it's like well these two know they've done something bad but they're not yeah. really good they're just oh it's christmas and they talk like that as well i mean why i mean john c Riley, to be fair is absolutely perfect for this and i do kind of generally quite like john c Riley, but he does have that tendency to put on that voice that does sound like an eight-year-old child who hasn't fully formed to speak yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's Christmas. Hello, I'm John C. Riley. Shut yeah, up, he tries John to C. Do a Riley. Bit Talk of a like a human yeah. being. And I'm sorry to anybody with a speech impediment who may speak like that. Genuinely, <laughs> I am. But he, 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 John C. Riley doesn't have that significant of a speech impediment <laughs> but he puts one on for man child purposes but i do and like it great it kind of going into that scene like yes totally pissed with richard jenkins at what they did to his boat um but i do kind of like you know which and she does get called out for this at the end of the movie that mary steenbergen is at least like appreciative that they're putting effort and time into something kind of productive like they're actually thinking about the future in some kind of aspect and actually put some work into something and that's probably like the most work she's ever seen them put towards something so she commends them for that um she, she does she does look i i just <laughs> It is. It, it it's a very it is a very annoying movie to to put yourself into. I may disappoint people by saying that it wasn't quite as obnoxious as I was expecting it to be, and I think that's <laughs> simply because there wasn't as much Will Ferrell shouting as I was expecting there to be. I obviously knew there was going to be some, and there's obviously a, a tendency to over cry and things like that that he's always been known for i mean i think of the deeply annoying phone box scene in anchorman that you see everywhere that's just shut up shouting get out of the phone box will ferrell <laughs> and your stupid mustache get him out of the mustache hall of fame because i don't like his face you have to have a good face to go with your mustache well that's where i was like okay morgan's really gonna appreciate this scene with rob riggle telling him i need you to just <laughs> like change your face because i really want to put yes. your face you need to do something about how your face looks like he's like um, yes. i don't know what i could do about that but i will try <laughs> he's like yeah i like i hate your face like it's trying to be nuts <laughs> <laughs> I I do appreciate I do appreciate that, and I for you know half of the movie I was on I was fully on Team Adam Scott of just let's berate the two of them and just 
Even though sometimes he is beat them up. He is terrible in this movie. I mean, Adam Scott's got this real capability of playing the softest guy possible and also the biggest dick possible. Yes. He really has. He's great. He's got a great range, comedic range. And I don't know how he can do such things because you, you can sometimes look at his face and go, Oh, he's just the sweetest little person in the world. And then sometimes you look at his face and go, Oh, God, please go away from me. You do you just want to punch him out of a treehouse, which yes. happens in this movie. When he's showing off his when he's showing off his abs that obviously belong to him. Oh, yeah. I mean the the the, the most falsely shot ab shot you've ever seen in movies. I mean, they might as well have put a wax figure there. I mean, did stuff like that top. not make you laugh like a little bit or like chuckle a little bit? It would have done if the movie had played into some weird surrealistic comedy. Sure. But the movie's played completely straight but just silly and not good silly. Not like bizarre silly. This is my this is my, I like silly comedy, but I like like bizarre silly stuff, absurd stuff. Not just oh John C. Riley's farted for a long time. Isn't that funny? Because you can be damn sure that everybody in the cinema in two thousand and eight watching it were in tears over this kind of humour. They couldn't move. They were laughing that much. They had to leave to go to the bathroom. They, the, the seats were wet with urine from wigging themselves over how <laughs> funny it was. And I'm just sat there going, this is just horrendous. I mean, why is it got? Oh, God, it reminds me of that ridiculous long burp scene in Elf that is a grating movie in itself. But I was expecting this movie to be far more obnoxious than I actually found it. Because ultimately what it was, it was crass. It was, you know, ridiculously childish humor, ridiculously kind of sometimes gross humor. And just a lot of acting like man children. But it's, that's what you expected. It was nowhere near as, you know, I, 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 I was watching the movie, which is about as much positive as I could possibly say. Because well, the basic elements that truly, you kind of thought that... <laughs> when, well, well, truly when, when the movie Elf is on, and we know that the story with me and Will Ferrell stems from me seeing Elf. When Elf is on at Christmas, I will not be in the room. <laughs> I would just leave the room because that is a loud movie. I don't actually think it's the humor that offends me as much as the screaming does. I think that's what does it most. The loud noises. Stop shouting. Be You can be as Will Ferrell as you want to be. The other guy is perfectly good movie. He wasn't shouting. Perfectly enjoyable Will Ferrell performance. He wasn't shouting. 
there was a bit of shouting in Step Brothers, and there's certainly a hell of a lot of shouting in uh, in Elf. And it's that that I really don't like, because it's that that genuinely does, oh, God, turn it off, go away, makes me do that. And I don't know, it's something to do with the noise of it. I don't like loud noises to begin with, to be honest, but it... It is. It, it it does have something to do with that, rather than any sort of the fact that I, I just, you know, I, I don't think about the style of humour enough for it to be a problem. But yeah. you can't ignore the not not for it to be a problem. I mean, for it to kind of, for me to sit up at night and go, oh, I wish rude humor didn't exist because no i i like that kind of humor in certain contexts it's just the loudness of it so not the so i mean you said you originally kind of just thought the basis of this film was them hating each other to like becoming really good friends so you that was kind of like a core of the film any of that kind of story aspect did you like anything in in there look i am not going to say i didn't like the story of the movie the story of the movie is perfectly fine perfectly good perfectly well told and you know it makes sense it progresses nicely it's quite well paced all these kind of things are absolutely fine with the movie this is not this is far from a bad movie it's just a movie for a certain type of person that I am not. I. Well, that's why I'm asking you. The elements in this movie, you thought you thought it was purely going to be just the two of them hating each other to liking each other. Well, that's what did I'm saying. You, did, I'm saying, did you like, as a person watching it who's not a fan of humor like this, did was there anything in there that you found that you enjoyed? Well, I mean, like Richard, you're talking Jenkins, very generally, but I'm I, I'm not talking you. generally. <laughs> I'm not talking generally. Those are my thoughts on the movie. Yeah, like in I'm saying, general the, terms, the, this is a movie for a certain audience that is not me. Well, that's where I'm trying to get down to. What did you think of the movie? And you just keep going back to one character, Richard Jenkins, who was annoyed with them, and that's the one character who had things you liked. Yes. I'm trying to get to if there was anything else you you were saying you thought this movie was purely about the two of them and their whole relationship. So was there anything in that relationship that you liked is what I'm asking you as somebody who was not not a fan of Will Ferrell, who is not a fan of this type of humor, but you liked the story of it. Was there anything in that relationship that you enjoyed? Well, I suppose (laughs) from an idea standpoint, yes. From the the idea of, it just reminds me of Drake and Josh from Nickelodeon. Oh, they're two stepbrothers coming together who don't want to be and they become best friends yes I, I like that as a story I like that as an idea I quite like the kind of growth in bond between the two of them it's just what they do when they're growing that bond that annoys me the actual growth of it is fine is good I enjoy that 
as a story. I enjoy that. But doing weird things, going to the bathroom at the same time and then going, sword fight, sword fight, get out of my face with it. What are you doing? The base concept of them doing that, or, or no, so the, the, the reason behind them doing that, oh, we're more friends now, yes. What they're doing now that they are more friends, get out of my face, is all I can basically say. Does that make sense? Is this more what you're trying to get? You, you're, I know what your game is, Janine. You're trying to get me to say I like this movie and you're not going to. I'm not trying to get you to say that. I'm, but I'm trying to see, you know, if you're going through the, the story points, if you're going through actual specific things that happened in the movie, was there anything between the two of them that you actually enjoyed? Not in a general sense, but was there like a scene of them bonding or a scene of them fighting or a scene of them coming together that you really enjoyed? Like, I'm trying to get specific moments that you at least could find with well, these characters that you enjoyed. I mean, the the scene towards the end of the singing and uh, the wine day. I, I, I enjoyed that, I suppose. It's the it, fucking Catalina wine mixer. Well, it might be the <laughs> Catalina wine mixer, sure. There was but a lot I, of emphasis I, on that. <laughs> there was. But I... I suppose I liked that. It it was the culmination of them actually, I suppose, showing what they are actually capable of as more than fully grown 10-year-olds, which I liked. I liked that. And, you know, if that actually was Will Ferrell singing, then fair enough. You know, the man's not... I feel like that's a thing. Like, he always wants to sing in his movies. And the man might not have a bad voice. Yeah. He sang an elf as well. So I I, think that because a lot of his movies he has scenes where he he likes to sing. So I think I don't know if that's something he just like suggests or asks if he can do in movies. Possibly. Possibly. So yes, I, I I suppose I enjoy that. I enjoyed that as a climactic point of their story together. I suppose, I mean, it's tough to say, it's tough to say I enjoyed any of it because so much of it is based on these, or so much of it early on is based on these really ridiculous, either pranks they're pulling on each other or just insults they're throwing at each other. Like there's nothing less funny than just going, "Uh, you're gay. Brilliant outstanding humor that i love it people people are into that kind of stuff sure yes this is funny to watch two 40 year olds behave like 10 year olds i'm sure like there's a whole montage of them just like you know pulling these pranks on each other yeah and like i said as a as a part of a story that kind of montage is is good but it's just it, I can't I can't say I enjoyed what was going on because I, I I so much of it is focused on let's laugh at it and I didn't laugh at that. 
so I, I'm I'm struggling. I think I'm struggling to realize what you're actually trying to ask. I'm just trying to find if there were at least moments in here that you enjoyed, like specific moments. Because if I can't, it feels like you're just being very general talking about this movie. You're being very broad talking about this movie. So that's why I'm just trying to narrow it down to specific moments and plot beats and things that like you could find enjoyment in at least if not liking this movie as a whole. I just, I I don't really know how to talk about it without being as general as I am being, because if I'm going by scene by scene, I'll just, I'll begin to just tear up out of, I'll just start making that noise and nobody wants to hear that. So I'm trying to talk about it in a more general sense because the more general aspects of it are what I enjoyed about it. The actual structure of it, I enjoyed about it. Like I said, as a movie, as a as a comedy movie, it is pretty perfect for its style of comedy. You, you can't fault it for that. It's just, it's so particular. And I can't, I can't say more, anything more specifically than, I just can't say anything more specifically than that because I don't really know how to talk about anything more specifically than that without me just wanting to go, I'm trying to give this movie as much credit as I feel like people probably want me to give it. Because if I just went scene by scene, it would just sound like the most negative ever episode of Morgan hasn't seen. But I'm asking you to find moments in there that like you thought were funny or moments that you thought... I didn't think any moments with the two of them were funny. I didn't. I thought the moments that were funny were when they were being insulted that's what I found. That's what I found. Or fun- if there were moments I'm being in the movie. honest. Okay. Well, if there were there moments in there that defied what you expected this movie to be, were there movies that or scenes that like weren't what you were expecting to see? Um, I don't know. I don't really know. I I didn't expect them. Well, I suppose it it comes down to the growth of them at the end of the movie really with the the wine mixer and the development of their what is it they end up with a karaoke business or something like that i didn't expect them to be some sort of future business plan story element involved with the two of them i didn't expect them to end up as semi-competent people as they end up like I said, from the outside, I, I clearly didn't give this movie as much credit as it should have probably got in the fact that I just thought they weren't, they basically weren't going to change as people throughout the entire movie, other than the fact that they now just realize they've got a lot in common with each other and they can get on as friends and stepbrothers. That's literally, I, I don't think I can say more than that. 
Are there, are there, are there genuine scenes that you find funny in this movie? I know you're, you, you do admittedly like a little more crassness than I do in your comedy. I mean, I just feel like the reactions from everyone, like you said, like the reactions kind of of everyone kind of reacting to what they're doing those kind of moments were funny to me because if i if i you know think back to watching it yeah nothing they're doing everything they're doing is is a lot it is a lot and so it's not something that makes me inherently like laugh out loud so like when they're having that vicious fight yeah (laughs) and and mary steenbergen has the hose and she's like what the fucking fuck and she's just like so stressed out that stuff is the stuff that i laugh at yes I, yeah, and she's talking about very disappointed how she saw her son use a bicycle as a weapon, <laughs> and like things like that. Just people kind of reacting to them and their behavior. Those things, I think, I agree with you, made me laugh more than the actual humor that they're they were kind of trying to do. Yeah, I I, I definitely agree so with I, that. Where you're coming from. I definitely agree with that, but sometimes even even feeling like you know those are elements to laugh at in this movie almost feels like you're condoning what they're doing as being funny and maybe they i don't know if this comes down to some sort of weird moral thing i have where i just don't think people should be idiots because <laughs> i don't think people should be idiots <laughs> I'm sick and tired of people being idiots, Janine, to be honest with you. There's too many idiots in the world. And we need to reform the idiots. (laughs) Come on, idiots. Come on. You're all there somewhere. None of them listen to It's a Wonderful Podcast or Morgan hasn't seen because only lovely people that aren't idiots. Yes. Exactly. (laughs) I, I just think my... My judgments, my judgment of people is going to come out quite heavy over the course of the rest of this episode, I think, because it feels like to laugh at somebody's reaction to what they're doing almost feels like you're appreciating what they're doing because somehow it's made you laugh. Whereas what I'm laughing at is when people are literally calling them idiots like with adam like most of adam scott's scenes i really find funny not just because of adam scott uh, to be honest with you i quite like the Catherine hahn um and john c riley scenes i find them See, quite those funny were really so... over the top and ridiculous so i they was kind were. of like is morgan gonna hate these like i was really kind of curious actually now that you bring that up that was actually something while I was watching it. it was like, is Morgan gonna like this, or is he gonna think it's so stupid? Like, they were over the top, but I did, I did quite like those scenes because even I don't know, even Catherine Ham was quite, you know, loud and cryy and shouty in those scenes, but it didn't feel like it annoyed me as much as when other wow. people are loud okay. and crying and and annoy. Maybe it's just. I don't know. Maybe there's a difference that I really, I, I really couldn't say. But I, I did quite like those scenes because it felt. I don't know. There, there was, there was, there was a realness to those. 
because she was kind of deeply unhappy with Adam Scott. <laughs> with Adam Scott, yeah. <laughs> singing a weird a cappella version of Sweet Child of Mine <laughs> in the car on the way when he's paid thousands of dollars for all these singing lessons for them. Yeah. And she's and just she's singing in the it. most flat, monotone, emotionless and way. He's telling her that she's completely flat. <laughs> I do find, I did find that funny. I do find those scenes with Catherine Hahn and John C. Riley both funny and weirdly poignant for such a movie, which you've got to appreciate when that kind of stuff comes about. And the fact oh. that, like, at the end of it, he's the more responsible one who he ends is. it with her because she's married. <laughs> he is. And you've got to, you give him credit for that. I, I mean, he does, I think, end it by saying, oh, look, a shark, and then he runs off. <laughs> like a whale, because she won't, like, let him leave. <laughs> oh, he does it in his John C. Riley voice, which I'm not going to try and do an impression of again. Oh, I can't. I can't do a John. No, he just sounds don't. like an idiot. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just offend people. Um, but even the scenes, the scenes of Will Ferrell and his therapist, as well, are quite. I, I found, I genuinely did find them funny, both from the therapist part yes, and actually from Ferrell's like, part. He's talking to her and about her like she's his girlfriend, and she's just like, "No, I'm not your girlfriend. I think you're making progress, and I say that in no way in romantic sense at all." <laughs> And he's just, he's having none of it. (laughs) Yeah, he's just like, I love you too. And to the end where she actually is like, falls for him and they start dating. Yeah. (laughs) And as a therapist, she realized how fucked up that is. Like, I like when he's singing and like everyone's having and, you know, and Dale is playing the drums and they're just in this moment of like, you know, growth and everyone's like respecting them and they're doing a good job. And everyone's kind of having these little fantasies while they're singing. So like, Adam Scott is having this flashback of when him and Brennan were little kids and how they actually were like really close. And the therapist is having this whole fantasy about him being some lumberjack who's no saved god. Her. Yeah. <laughs> and Catherine Hahn is having this fantasy with John C. Riley where she's like a nymph in the forest and he's <laughs> like a centaur and they're talking this weird language. <laughs> So yeah, like Those. things like that, I made me funny. Um, uh, Richard Jenkins telling his whole story about how he wanted to be a T Rex, and the two of yeah. them, who have been completely irrational and nonsense this whole movie, are actually telling him, "What is the point of this story? You can't be a T Rex. Like, how is that a thing? Like, is that so... not though the kind of humor?" that I have described in this episode and obviously previously that I do quite like though, dryly reacting to crazy situations. I don't like crazy reacting to crazy situations that I don't find funny. So when you were saying like before Mary Steenberg and shouting, well, that, you know, and giving it all this (laughs) when they're having that fight, like that's not funny to me, but if she'd have said something very, quiet and dry i would have found it hilarious it's just a different thing yeah and the absurdity of these stories but then also the kind of weird 
romantic elements of them, I do find both endearing and, and genuinely quite funny. And yes, like you said, when Richard Jenkins is telling his story about wanting to be a T-Rex and running around the garden, and then he just, he does come out with, I think at the end of this whole story. And then my mum said to me, what, what's his name? What's Richard Jenkins's name in this movie? Oh, uh, I forget. Doback. He... Doback. What's his name? Doback. Uh... What's his first name? I don't know. I Let's know. just call him Richard. Robert. 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 <laughs> He's telling this story. Oh, for years when I was a child, I wanted to be a T-Rex. I would run around the neighborhood chasing cats, screaming <laughs> and, roar <laughs> and roaring. And the neighbors would get really weirded out. And then one day, my mum said to me, Robert, you're going to have to stop this now. Grow up and get a job. You're 17. <laughs> and that made me laugh. That yeah. genuinely made me laugh a lot. Yeah, he was like, my dad told me, Bobby, like, stop doing that and leave childish things behind. Well, well what he really said was, "Go, you're 17. Go get a fucking job. <laughs> yes, yes. I'd say, I'd I'd like paraphrase the of them that who have terribly. been idiots this whole movie are telling him like this story makes no sense like what is the point <laughs> i paraphrase so that kind that of terribly, turn but yes that was funny yes and so the, i liked that he inspired them like there was a point in time for a long time where i was just nonsense but somebody like snapped me out of it and kind of you know made me become a more serious person and now that he's seen the two of them like that he kind of misses the fact that they were a little bit ridiculous. So I like yeah. that at least there's a turn where it makes sense to, you know, because he was the like the strongest one against their idiocy. So to see him kind of, you know, miss that about them in a, in a certain sense was a kind of a sweet moment. I thought it it was, and it look it's good to have a little bit of nonsense in everybody. That's why we do these shows like this, and I overplay things a little bit. <laughs> Because it's good to have a it little meets a bit good of balance nonsense by the end. I think. <laughs> it, I think it does. By the end, it's. I, I just think a lot of the first half of the movie is just. It's really not for me. Yeah, it's really pushing the nonsense pretty hard, and you know, in kind of talking to you and, and hearing you kind of talk about, um, and me asking you, like, was there any kind of thing about their dynamic and their their story and their comedy? That they were kind of portraying that you enjoyed and the fact that you didn't really like any of it and more lean towards the reactions that kind of made me also real you know realize that that's kind of the aspects that i thought were the funniest too well so, i yeah. almost what i almost found the funniest scenes with the two of them themselves and, and like i said ad admittedly i don't massively find the two of them funny obviously it's just not my style, as I've said. But when I did find them funny, it was when they were with other people in the movie. When I preferred them in this movie, it was when they were acting alongside the other cast members rather than playing off just each the two other. Of them. Yeah. As they're obviously doing for most of the movie, it's the two of them playing off each other. And it works, it works really well comedic you can see it from a mile off that it works really well comedically you don't you ha you just have to know what the movie is trying to do to be able to yeah. see that it's doing like, it well <laughs> i will say one scene uh, that i really liked with them with comedy was just the fact that when they go on the interviews 
not only are they both wearing tuxedos, but the fact that when they go into that first office and they just start not pushing people down and knocking people's papers out of their hands, like we're here to just fuck shit up. And like, that just made me laugh. Just them just walking in there and just walking by somebody and just knocking some files out of their hands and just like pushing some guy, some nerdy guy. Like, I don't know. That made me chuckle. I did quite like, I don't remember. It wasn't in the Seth Rogen one because Seth Rogen shows up for a cameo. Which was I, it the Pam, the Pam, Pam? The Pam, Pam one was quite funny, actually. <laughs> I'll give them credit for that. And he just pops because, up from behind him. Yes, there. I think she asks, she asks, who is this gentleman behind you? And John C. Riley's just like, like hey. Hey, I I'm think there. I can, uh, I'm a stepbrother. This. I'm going to do this. It's going to be great. I can solve this Pam, Pam situation. <laughs> I, I did find that funny. Now now that I'm thinking about that, that was quite funny. Because that, that, yeah. that delves into a bit of absurdity, a bit of just kind of bizarreness, yeah. rather than just being loud and crass and insult-based. Yeah. You know, oh, isn't it hilarious? Let's rub my testicles on your drum kit, your precious drum. Couldn't think of anything less funny in my life. Yeah. I'd rather watch a car crash than that. That's, I mean, that's obviously a deeply insensitive thing to say, but you know what I mean. Well, I'll wait till it's next just, week. <coughs> anyway, it's uh... just not funny. <laughs> It's just not funny. And I don't mean I laugh at road traffic accidents. Obviously. But that's, you know, that sort of stuff isn't funny. But these more, I suppose, more dialogue-based humour. And when he does slightly delve into absurdity is when I found the two of them genuinely quite funny. It's just they're rarely doing it in this movie because they've got their own shtick going on. Yeah. Which is, it, it's, it's a shame. And look, this series has... Developed a modicum of respect in me for Will Ferrell and his his competence outside of just being able to shout very loudly. Maybe I overjudged from just Elf because you've got to admit it's a very shouty movie. It is. It is. It's every single damn scene with him. I'm running around, it's Christmas. Shut up. Settle down. I don't like it. I don't like it. You can tell that I don't shout. When was the last time I well? Unless it's to do with football. I mean, obviously. you're British. You're British. So I think it's pretty clear you don't shout unless it has to do with football. So <laughs> it's the old it's the only time I shout. It is. It is. I don't like I don't like there's nothing, it hurts. But you know yes, what? It I hurts. think. 
I think what I enjoy about this movie the most is just the fact that they are so kind of frustrating for most of the movie. You kind of rally behind the side characters who who get frustrated with them. Yes. And so then when it kind of finds that balance at the end with them kind of meeting in the middle of their ridiculousness and being more adult, you appreciate that change and you kind of get excited for it. And now you're kind of behind these characters. So, and it has kind of that, that a heartfelt kind of beat by the end of it. It, it, so it goes. I like, I like that we get there. I like that, you know, the shift. That it happens. does. Yes. It I, makes I kind of going through all the ridiculousness of it worth it because it, it, I really like the end. I, I do. I do. I think that, you know, you know, the second half of the movie where, you know, Richard Jenkins and Mary Steenburgen and kind of become, you know, resentful of each other. They end up leaving each other. Yes, they obviously, by the end of the movie, are, are back together. But that last, that last half is, is more... I suppose it's more story focused. It's it kind of has to be, but even the the comedy that's in there is more downplayed. It, it's less obnoxious than the stuff. Then I suppose it's very basic kind of stuff that you're getting in the first half of them. Oh, I don't like you. Oh, you're the worst. Oh, I'm gonna stab you in the neck. Yeah, just calling like, him, calling just calm down. <laughs> yes, exactly. And let's be fair, that's exactly what they both are. But <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is. I would just like to think that people watching this movie are laughing at them. You know, that actually like this comedy. The style of comedy. Are laughing at them rather than with them. I fear for the people that would laugh with them because these are also the kind of people that think there's nothing funnier than putting their balls on a table. But I think like, like I said, with the fact that the movie calls attention to that, this being totally messed up that these people are like this, that it causes strife for kind of everybody around them, that they are fully aware of how, ridiculous and frustrating and wrong it is for these two 40 year old men to act this way even in the moments where they enable them because then you kind of just get an insight to why they're like that if the movie didn't call attention to that and make that a problem for everyone around them then i think it would be even more frustrating and i think it, w it wouldn't be funny at that point no. if you're just watching them be man children and everyone letting them be man children and treating them 100 percent like man children this movie would be completely grating and obnoxious but the fact that like everyone else is frustrated with us at how obnoxious they're being for being yeah. 40 year old men and acting this way i think helps you kind of i think it, it will always get you on board with everyone else around watching them like idiots until they kind of get their act together by the end. yes it, it it allowed me to actually be able to watch the movie without violently being sick so which... we had enough characters Yes. Definitely not being excited about their behavior that yeah. I think it, it helped you kind of get through it. <laughs> it did, it did, because you know, like you've explained there, like I've said, as you've explained there, that's what I thought the movie was. It was just an hour and a half of, of that, of just 
almost like a, you know, it didn't have a story, really. Yeah. Almost like, like two hours kind of them one just of those playing people. off each other with nonsense. Yeah, but it did. It was much more than I thought it was, and I, I, I do have to give it credit for at least being that, I suppose. But I, I, I do fear for the people that, you know, we know how certain people watch movies and deeply don't understand the message within them. Yeah. Somehow I feel like a lot of 12-year-olds watch Step Brothers. Oh, it's my favourite movie ever. Why? Because I like putting my balls on tables too. What? <laughs> You've not watched the movie properly, have you? You're an idiot. We're just birthing more idiots, Janine. Get rid of the idiots. Yeah. Don't, don't, not get rid of the idiots. I'm not, you know, condoning that. Reform the idiots. Yeah. Reform the idiots as this movie does. They're idiots at the beginning of the movie. They are not entirely idiots by the end of the movie. This is all we can hope for with the idiots of the world yeah. and I'm sorry if I offend any idiots but you are an idiot so you probably won't realise that I've offended you you idiot Fair point. Fair point. I'm playing I'm messing around Janine don't take everything too seriously don't take everything too seriously what fun would the world be Janine well did we you have any fun <laughs> or enjoyment from this movie well, yes, I suppose so, which is a hell of a lot more than I thought I was going to get. If you were tuning into this episode of, of Morgan Hasn't Seen, truly expecting me to just go, oh, this was the worst. I mean, I question your very negative mindset, for one. I also would say, I hope you are appreciative that I do, like I try to, like you certainly, you know, allow me to do, I suppose, Janine, which is open my mind <laughs> and get out of me, you know, some things that are quite nice. Like we've learned today that I believe in rounding up idiots and disposing of them, you know, and <laughs> sorry, I'm <laughs> obviously this this and this is what I mean. Like people will people will view that of what I've said there as highly offensive and not funny in the slightest, but we'll find some of the scenes in this movie funny. Different styles of humor, Janine. Yes, yes. That's all. That's what just it's all not your about. Brand of humor. It I isn't. just at least if you don't like a movie that we ever talk about on the show, I still want to at least have you find something in it that you can enjoy. Something that defies your expectations a little bit of you know what you had going into it. Um, that's my goal. So even well, if you don't like something, I at least want you to find a nugget in there. So that's why I was kind of trying to get into specifics with you, because I felt like you were being very general. And so I wanted you to find at least something that you personally could enjoy from this movie. Yes. And, and, and there was, and there was, <laughs> look, did I 
like this movie not massively was the things in there that we have yes there was there that there, there admittedly was am i going to watch it again out of choice no but that's fine that doesn't mean it was a bad movie it just means it wasn't a morgan movie and you know how particular I can be about things yes. being Morgan movies, Janine? Yes, yes. I and we also know, know how many Morgan movies are movies that are not for many other people. So would <laughs> you be like... Of, uh, <laughs> yes, what they are, what they are like and situations. Um, so would you call yourself a full-fledged Richard Jenkins by the end of this movie who's supportive of them and, and builds oh. them a, a boat treehouse? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't build with them a boat tree house now with crossbows and nudie magazines and Chewbacca masks. <laughs> but I love that Will Ferrell's like, it's okay that mine's not movie quality. <laughs> See, that grated me that line. To be honest Are you with you, serious? I thought it was it, funny. <laughs> it did think, a little bit because it's it's something that's like you're kind of thinking it. You're like you would probably. You're not the. Are you? Are you? Are you think I wasn't thinking it. Are you thinking that? Does it I'm matter? That, like, because his is like nice, furry, real-looking mask, and his is just like a, like a big drapey piece of plastic. <laughs> so I actually thought that. So when he said it, it kind of made me chuckle because I was like, I was kind of thinking that. The concept of two people wearing Chewbacca masks that are made for children is a bit. Silly to begin with. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Janine. I don't. I really don't. Step Brothers. Never thought I would. I would watch the movie. So I. I commend the good people of Twitter. The good people of the Patreon. It's a wonderful podcast, Patreon, and yourself. For now, many people have tried in the past, but look. Not everybody's going to watch movies I want to watch either, so... Well, the series is not done. We still have one more Will Ferrell movie that it's actually my favorite Will Ferrell movie. I really oh. love this movie. And in watching it again for the show, um, I realized, yeah, I really love this movie, so I'm really excited to uh, hear your thoughts on it. <laughs> well, what is that one, then? That is Stranger Than Fiction. Well... That is what's coming next week on Morgan Hasn't Seen. This has been the one everybody's been waiting for. And I'm deeply <laughs> sorry if it's disappointed you. But, you know, <laughs> it's Step Brothers. So it's going to be disappointing. Ha ha ha. Let's just throw oh, one last gag in there to Step Brothers. Okay. All right. Just one last, one last dig to the kidneys for Step Brothers. You better stop or I'm going to make you like white dog shit. <laughs> What a horrible thing. To... Also, why is that in the movie? The fact that they're 40-year-old men who get bullied by a teenage kid. Yeah, It's not funny, though. It's not funny. That's not funny. But did you stay after, like, the little bit of credits? Yes. Because there's actually a whole scene where they, like, beat up kids. On yes, the I did. <laughs> and admittedly, I do condone beating up annoying 12 year olds I mean I thought it was funny when they were on the merry-go-round and just like punching kids as they went around and yes I thought that was kind of funny well 
funny no but like actually you know nice and what's the word i'm trying to look for but yes but i i I, annoying 12 year olds which i suppose is what will ferrell and john c riley were in this movie are the most annoying people on the planet they're also idiots and we already know how i feel about idiots Yes. So I do fully condone beating those kind of <laughs> people up. <laughs> As you can be a fully grown adult, go up to an annoying twelve-year-old, punch that annoying twelve-year-old. You have my permission. <laughs> Only if they're All annoying, right. though. Not every twelve-year-old. Only if they're annoying. Yeah. But you know, they won't be annoying after that. Come here, you annoying twelve-year-old. Smack. <laughs> you learn something right new in the nose every day. Ding. What? Yeah. <laughs> you learn you something new about you every day. Yes. I'm a, I'm joking. It's a joke. <laughs> Calm down. People, I can see people. I can see people going. Oh well, I didn't think he was that violent. It's a joke. It's always the ones you don't shout that you have to worry about. <laughs> It's always the quiet ones, Janine. It's always the yeah. quiet ones. It's well known. Anyway, do we have anything else more to say about this movie? Um, I'm just glad I, I got you to watch something of this style. So I'm very proud of myself. Thank you, Twitter family. Um, so yeah, I'm glad you were able to find some nuggets of things. I didn't expect you to like this movie or love this movie even. But I think I I prepped you and primed you with enough like variety and yeah and, and solid performances from him before throwing you into this so you wouldn't just be kind of you know hating life going into this movie. <laughs> I actually think I actually think you did. I, I think it I think it worked as well. I think if we'd have started with something like this, I would have been off put. Really? Yeah. But having that in the back of my mind, knowledge that he is much more than most of this movie. The slightly more meaningful scenes in this movie had slightly more meaning to them. Now that I see, now that I have seen. Yeah. He is more kind of like, a, you know, that kind of now thinking about that, it's kind of like that whole scene at the end where, uh dale john c Riley decides to go on stage by himself and play drums and yeah. like it's a sensitive kind of moment where where will ferrell's like oh my gosh he's you know he's he's alone up there you know they're gonna tear him apart like it's kind of a serious like emotional moment that he decides to go up there and help him so, yeah. yeah i think after seeing more nuanced things from him and emotional things from him you know you could kind of see the range there and that you know what he's doing comedically is a conscious choice and it's not just like a one trick pony type situation with him. Exactly. exactly. And we're closing out with with something I love. So you're not stuck with this last this one as the last one. So No. I, I think I picked it right. I hope. I think you did. <laughs> okay. I think you definitely did. That next week is Stranger Than Fiction. This has been Step Brothers. And God, if I never have to see the 
serious outline of John C. Riley's nether parts in very tight red underpants again. <laughs> I'll be quite happy to if be you honest with you. Get down no, we're not singing. <laughs> we're not singing that song in the slightest. The okay. most annoying thing put to music since Ice Ice Baby. That's an annoying song. It was also in this movie. It is. That's probably why it was on my mind then. Weird. <laughs> Weird what happens in people's minds. But there we go. This has been Morgan Hasn't Seen. Janine, it is not the only show we have on this feed, though, is it? No. We have Machine Mondays every Monday. The Machine talking all things Schmodown. Exciting season. Lots to talk about. So check it out every Monday. And of course, on Fridays, we have the main show. It's a wonderful podcast where we give love to classic films. Uh, Morgan is the constant host over there. I switch up hosting duties every other week with our other great co-host, Morgan Dean. It is a me week this week. It is. And we are talking Blythe Spirit. And uh, yeah, fun ghostly movie with a deja vu because it does have a modern remake we break down so and janine i'm gonna i'm gonna be honest with you life spirit the exact kind of humor i like <laughs> of course i'm gonna be completely uh, honest with you and it's mm -hmm. not just because it's from the 40s yeah it isn't stop being insulting <laughs> just because i'm the opposite of a man child i am a just because you're an 80-year-old British man doesn't <laughs> just because I am a man what what's what's a general word for an old person that you can't just say I'm not a man child I'm a man old person that a man geriatric <laughs> a man geriatric that sounds horrible sure that's what I am that's, it sounds like such an insulting word Oh, look at you, you geriatric. Wow, there's no need for that. <laughs> Which kind I do of think that is an insult in this movie. Will <laughs> Farrell calls, calls Richard Jenkins a geriatric fuck. So, you know. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Keep your ugly old liver spotted hands off my beautiful mother, you geriatric fuck. I'm pretty sure that's the line. <sighs> I do not love that you're able to just pluck <laughs> lines from this movie out of thin air. Can I just say I that? I enjoy this movie. I do enjoy it. Well, that says all we need to know about you, doesn't it? Yes, we're an epic com combination. We certainly I'm a, are. I'm a woman child and you are a man geriatric. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll stick with that. I'm happy with that. Man, Morgan the Man Geriatric will start calling me every week. It'll be a thing. I might change my Twitter handle. I'm not going to do that. This has been Morgan Hasn't Seen. Like we said, we have Machine Mondays every Monday. It's a wonderful podcast, the main show every Friday. We have you covered three days there every week on it's a wonderful podcast you can find us on anchor apple podcast spotify stitcher google podcast Castbox, amazon music all 
the other places. We have the Patreon, which we have already spoken about, but we also have the It's a Wonderful Podcast YouTube channel for you to go and subscribe to, ding your notification bells on for all of the fun stuff we have there, the watch-alongs, the live chats, the other fun videos that are on there and are coming to there. You can find the show on Twitter at It's a Wonderful One. Find me on Twitter at the Purple Don with a three instead of the E and the because Janine. Three is the magic number. On Instagram at just the Purple Don. All your woman childishness things are where. <laughs> you can find me at Janine Debean underscore on Twitter, Janine Debean on Instagram and TikTok. If you want to get any merch for any of our shows, you can find that at our public shop at g9design.tpublic.com. And if you want to purchase any of my art and print form, you can find that at my big cartel shop, g9design.bigcartel.com. There we go. Let's get it over with. Let's not talk about this stupid ass movie any longer than we need to. <laughs> Three. Just. <laughs> <laughs> what, you want me to do a John C. Riley voice? <laughs> I was kind of hoping you would, yes. I can't do that dopey voice. It is such a dope. Three. <laughs> Two. I don't know what I'm doing. One. Bye. Bye. Boats and hoes. <laughs>